Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, September 2nd. 2020 brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry dr mike o'neill the best dentist i've ever gone to so he's the only dentist i go to the only dentist i've gone to the last 26 years call him become his next new patient take good care of your teeth 317-849-2933 let's talk about the indiana pacers there are rumors that victor oladipo would be pleased to be dealt to the new york knicks thereby becoming the new york fix all credit to alex golden who said New York Vicks, and it made me laugh uh, this past Sunday on the Setting the Pace podcast. At any rate, if Victor Oladipo wants to go to the Knicks, you know what? I say indulge him. The Knicks, they don't make great deals. Granted, they don't have great assets. Uh, that first-round pick might not be too bad. A, uh, uh, a, a bounty in return for Victor Oladipo coming back the other way. But you're going to have to make money match. Anyway, there are going to be a lot of rumors about Victor Oladipo because Victor Oladipo likes attention and rumors are going to be started by his camp, his agent, people with whom he deals, and that's the way it goes with Victor Oladipo. The NBA, and this is what Kevin Pritchard was saying the other day in his post-mortem for the season, he was saying that the NBA, there's a, a, a diva sensibility within the NBA. It's not about the name on the front of the jersey. It is about the brand on the back of the jersey. People don't care. They're agnostic about what team they play for. And so fans are becoming agnostic about the teams. They're rooting for the stars and not the teams. And that is not necessarily a good thing long-term for the NBA. You want to know why television ratings have dropped 45% since 2012? That would be at the top of the list, that guys continued to leave. Back in the day, you had Bird, Celtics, Jordan, Bulls, Magic, uh, Lakers. You had Doc, 76ers. You had guys who were tied, intrinsically weaved into into the fabric of the franchise for whom they played. Now, you got guys like Paul George, who's on his third team. You've got Victor Oladipo, who's on his third team. You've got LeBron James, who's really on his fourth team because he made two stops with the Cavaliers. you got guys who are willing. How, how many teams did Dwayne Wade play for? I, I don't even know. I, I, was it two? I know the Heat and, and the Bulls. Was there another one? Vince Carter. How many teams did that guy play for, for God's sake? Eight? I have no, no inkling. Like, the, the teams are, and this was, this was purposefully done by the NBA, uh, branding itself as a league of stars, what you lose are the the identities of the teams and the allegiances to the teams. And especially in the playoffs, what you're rooting for are teams, right? But we don't, we're completely agnostic about teams, or a lot of, of young NBA fans are agnostic about teams. How many teams will Luka Doncic play for before it's all said and done? I don't know. For I, I have no idea. Not about the teams, it's about the players, and that puts the NBA at risk for a fall in popularity, and that's exactly what they have experienced over the last eight years. The NFL, it, completely the opposite. It's all about the name. Uh, it's about the logo on the helmet, right? It's about the horseshoe. It's, it's about the bird. It's about, you know, the stripes. It's about the star. It's about what is on the helmet. It's about the teams. 
And so the NFL continues to ascend uh, in most measures of popularity. And, and the Indianapolis Colts, among those teams in ascension, we hope. Uh, I put out yesterday my 53-man roster. I always get that right. I guarantee that it's correct. You can, uh, you can listen to it at uh, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, inside Indiana Sports Now, we do every afternoon, and it's got the 53-man roster revealed for the first time. Uh, rankings of NFL players, the top 100 on ESPN.com. The Colts, they have three in the top 100, and they're pretty well clustered. Quentin Nelson at number 44, uh, DeForest Buckner at number 51, and then, of course, Darius Leonard at number 53, which just stands to reason, right? Phillip Rivers, not anywhere in the top 100. I would assume just on the outside of the top 100, because I believe there are 17 quarterbacks in the top 100. And Phillip Rivers has got to be somewhere just inside the top 20. And this is where the Indianapolis Colts have a very interesting season ahead of them. I, I think up front on both sides of the ball, they look really, really good. The back end of the defense, I, I think, is going to be better because the front end of the defense is better. And it's all about putting pressure on the quarterback. That's how you get interceptions. And, and then the offensive line, a strength of the Indianapolis Colts. They've got weapons. If those weapons can stay healthy in Hilton and, and Campbell and Pittman, then you've got a two-headed monster in the backfield, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. You got tight ends and, and like Jack Doyle, but then you got a quarterback, Phillip Rivers, 38 years old, going to be 39 years old. Has he got any bullets left in that right arm? If he does, the Colts they got a chance to raise some hell in the AFC South. If he doesn't, the Colts are going to wither and die on the vine because you cannot win without a quarterback. And if Phillip Rivers is not the quarterback, what you got is Jacoby Brissett. Here's what Nick Sirianni said yesterday. He's the offensive coordinator for the Colts. What they want out of the quarterback position from an analytics standpoint, they want uh, 65% as a completion rate, and they want seven yards per attempt. Last year, Jacoby Brissett was at 60.9 and 6.6. Fell beneath the, uh, the mark for success with the Colts. And that's why you've got Phillip Rivers, who last year was at 66%, just above that 65% threshold, and 7.8 yards per attempt. So Phillip Rivers, he meets the criteria, but he had the 20 picks, right? Pete Measle, good dude on Facebook, said some things uh, in a, a comment yesterday about Philip Rivers that Rivers has to be better than Brissett. And, and what I said in response is that Rivers may be both better and worse than Brissett. Because Brissett, for all his mediocrity, rarely, if ever, threw it to the other guy. Right? What do you have, five interceptions last year? Rivers had 20. So, Rivers, you're going to move the ball better. You're going to score the ball more, but you're also going to throw it to the other guys more. In the same game, Rivers could be both better and worse than Brissett. That could easily happen. Uh, the Nuggets beat the Jazz last night, 80-78. That was game seven, so the Nuggets move on. They'll play the Clippers in the second round of the Western Conference uh, playoffs. The Boston Celtics, they won against the Toronto Raptors. They uh uh, they won that game 102-99, so they take a 2-0 lead 
in their series. Tonight, we've got Miami. They're going to try to go up 2-0 on the top-seeded Bucks in the East and Oklahoma City. And Houston will play Game 7 of their series. The winner advances. The loser, they leave the bubble. Their bubble bursts. And all of a sudden, if Oklahoma City wins, Mike D'Antoni, there he is, just hanging out there with no contract, and maybe the Indiana, Indiana Pacers go get him. But it did not sound like Kevin Pritchard had any interest in what D'Antoni presents from a coaching perspective. He talked about the ability to communicate with younger players and and be somebody that understands younger players. D'Antoni's going to be 70 years old. Uh, Donald Trump, he called Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and said, hey, why aren't you playing football? So he's trying to help get Big Ten football. <laughs> Jeez, doesn't he, have, doesn't he have enough problems, for God's sake? Aren't there enough challenges in our society without Donald Trump interceding on behalf of players, parents, and fans of Big Ten football, for the love of God. Anyway, uh, tried to say, look, we got to get going. Then he tweeted that talks were at the one-yard line to get this thing kind of re... What do you do if you're Kevin Warren? Uh, Commissioner, uh, it's the president. Pre president of which university? No, no. Donald Trump. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, hey. Wait, what do you say? Oh, you'd like us to play football? Well, uh... We'll talk about it. All right, then. Goodbye. What in the world? Anyway, uh, the Big Ten, they're talking about three different scenarios. One has them playing as soon as early October, another uh, Thanksgiving, and yet another in January, beginning the season. January is a non-starter for me. Who wants to watch college football through January, February, and, and March? Anyone? Does it, does it make any sense? Um, getting going in, in October, that's a little bit different. Although, you wonder why that wasn't on the table when they pulled the plug in the first place. I don't know. It just seems like nobody's leading the, this parade of fools toward any kind of reasonable end uh, of the moratorium on Big Ten college football as the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 keep marching forward toward playing in just 10 days. Um, the Fever, they lost their fifth straight. I, I don't talk about losses with the Indiana Fever or the Indy 11. None of us want to hear about losses, right, with the Fever and the 11. Uh, but they lost, and so now they're 5-12. and 12. Uh, they're five They've got five games left. Uh, they're only a game and a half out of the eighth and final playoff spot. So there you go. I'm having a great time watching tennis. I hope you're watching tennis. The U.S. Open's terrific. Granted, no fans, but Andy Murray came back from the dead yesterday down two sets down a match point in the fourth set uh went to a tiebreaker in in the fourth or the third and fourth set before murray won it in five just great drama from flushing and uh all kinds of fun i i'm enjoying it i mean it takes so that match took almost five hours so that's that's quite an investment of time and i you don't watch a whole thing no you watch a little bit early, you go do something, then you watch a little bit late, and you have a good time at the end. That's the way it works. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? <laughs> um, David Shaw, uh, Shaw, happy birthday. The great William C. Roden celebrating a birthday. Proud to have him as a Facebook friend. The great Don West, happy birthday. Tom Shrek, Jason Pelcha, happy birthday. Adrian Karashi, happy, or Adnan Karashi, 
happy birthday. Ron Rabinowitz, Ron Rabinowitz, happy birthday. Jen Lynn, Ashton Washington, the great Stephanie Darling, happy birthday. Wayne Hood, David Charles, Glenn Bosma, Steve Smith, Kurt Gutschel, uh, Steve Young, the great Chris Edge, and Jobo Colburn celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just be nice to people. We need nice people in our lives, correct? So be that person for somebody. If we're all nice to somebody and then they're nice to somebody, all of a sudden the world is filled with nothing but nice people. Makes sense, doesn't it? We'll talk to you this afternoon. Uh, Going to talk to Frank Reich and to Philip Rivers. Inside Indiana Sports, now, coming up this afternoon.